Hey, business building warrior, this is Jim. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. We're going to talk about the most common pitfalls that derail e-commerce and Amazon sellers. I'm qualified uniquely to talk about this subject because we've watched thousands of students come through our community. I see what derails and throws off so many students and they fit neatly into a good handful of categories. And I'm going to make this a two-part episode so that it's not overwhelming and long because I have a lot to share on this subject. So if you're listening to this episode currently, please know there is a part two and it will be within three episodes or so of this episode, which is part one of, we're calling it the top 10 pitfalls. This is the top 10 mistakes that we see made around here with experienced sellers and new sellers alike. And there's also a couple bonus pitfalls I'm going to share with you for a total of about 12 different things to be aware of. But we're calling this the top 10 pitfalls. And this is part one of the two-part presentation. So I'm going to start off by just reading quickly through the list I have for you. And None of these should be brand new to you if you've been around a while. You may have even heard me mention some of these on recent podcast episodes, but I think it's nice just to get them all collected, up to date, and documented in one place where you can easily reference them. And this is one of those episodes that you'll be doing someone a huge favor if you send them this list and say, hey, think this through. Are you making any of these mistakes before you get into e-commerce or building a business online? Do you have any of these thoughts in your head? Are you considering doing any of these strategies? It will be a huge service that you play for whoever you send this episode to. They'll thank you for it. And again, this isn't just Jim opinion list. This is our team having served for 18, 19 years now as e-commerce coaches. We've got 60 coaches on our team. It's been the only income my family has had for coming up on 20 years now is using the internet creatively to launch and grow multiple income streams. And the things that I've seen throw people off, get them into trouble, are the things on this list. Now, here's what's not on this list. I'm not dealing with things like emotional and mental burnout. Although I do talk about it a little bit in the mindset section. If you're not disciplined, if you're not determined, if you're not ready to work, if you don't see the value in earning a profit by running a business and the flexible hours and the benefits that come with having an e-commerce business, I'm not going to convince you of those things in this episode because certainly losing the vision of what's possible and pursuing it vigorously, well, that's a mistake that can throw anybody off. I'm not going to fix that in this two-part podcast episode. I'm assuming that you want to build an e-commerce business. I'm assuming that you're ready to do the work. And from there, let's jump into our list. I'll read you the 12 items in no particular order. Then I'm going to go through them and take on about half of them today and then half of them in part two of this, which will be another midweek episode. Like I said, about three episodes after this one, two or three episodes after this one. You can find it easily. All right, so let's go through the list. Number one, building your business and buying your inventory based on instinct. Number two, pursuing your passion. That's always going to be a fun one. Number three, going into isolation mode, doing it alone. Number four, getting shiny object syndrome, chasing the latest and greatest ideas. Next, just-in-case learning instead of just-in-time learning. 
Next, using credit and loans, getting in too deep too fast on unproven, uncharted ideas. Next, attempting to resell liquidations. (laughs) That's a big one. I've seen a lot of people go down in flames with that. Next, buying more than just a few units as you're testing ideas, failing to test small. Next, jumping into private label, trying to launch a new product on Amazon that the world has never seen or rebranding a new product that the world has never seen as your first adventure on Amazon. Huge mistake. Next, importing anything as a new seller. Next, drop shipping. Man, I've seen some people crash and burn hard with that one. And then finally, anything done for you. The done for you models. Yeah, just give me money. We'll do it all for you. You just sit back and we're going to build the whole thing. Nope, not going to work. Sorry. All right, that's the list. And I'm not going to go through it in that exact order here today. But that's what you can expect as we work our way through this series, which again is going to be in two parts. Today is part one. So I think today I'm going to start off with some of the most common ones. In part two, I'll cover some of the ones that have to do more with uh, mindset you know, buying based on instinct, pursuing your passion, going into isolation mode. I'll save those for part two. So today let's jump into some of the more common just concept mistakes. You can make business strategy mistakes. Let's start here. Chasing shiny objects. Jumping from one project to another project to another. You see a cool sales page. You see a friend post some results. You see an idea that you think might work. And typically we see this happen when people get into the weeds of whatever business model they're launching. Because here's a business truth that for some reason e-commerce sellers struggle with. Any business you're going to build, it doesn't matter what it is, is going to have those rough edges, those parts of it you just don't want to do, the tedious parts of it. The parts where you say to yourself, oh, there's got to be something easier than this. Or really, I've, I've let all these tasks stack up on me. This is a beautiful business model, but man, I don't want to have to deal with X, Y, and Z sitting over there in the corner. Maybe I just go find something that's easier. Every business model has those challenges that just kind of stack up. And it's not a challenge with the business model. It's a challenge with who you are as a person, your preferences, your personality, your work style, the cycles of your motivation and unmotivation. (laughs) That is something that's going to show up in any business model, that same stack of stuff. Like if you're not a paperwork person, that's what's going to stack up on you in any business model. Because guess what? There's always some paperwork that's got to be done. Your accountant needs some forms filled out. You got to get back to the state on this mail that they sent you. You know, there's a license or something and you just let that stuff stack up. All business models are going to have that. And that's the same challenge you're going to have. So it's not the business model. It's not a matter of finding the right business model. It's a matter of finding ways to conquer those parts of the business that you just don't feel like doing. A mentor of mine puts it this way. The secret to success in life is doing what must be done when it must be done. That's true for all business models. So stop chasing shiny objects. Find something that's working, that's proven, that has a track record. Find a community of people who are doing that model successfully. You're not going to find 100% success anywhere. Come on, be realistic. You'll always find people saying, well, that model's burnout out now. That model doesn't work anymore. That model's saturated. No, if you find a group of people who are doing it successfully, jump in, commit to the process, especially if it's low risk to wade into it, 
That's what the e-commerce business models are all about. Low risk, low startup capital required, small learning curves, jump in, commit to the process, get through the parts of it you just don't like, and don't be distracted by shiny objects until you've got that model up and going. That's what we do around here. And if you're looking for a litmus test on which ideas are just random shiny objects that you shouldn't be chasing and which ones are legitimate, just look for a community of people who are doing it that you can interact with. That's the standard that we hold around here. We've got a group of 70,000 people in our Facebook group talking about this business. Some of them are struggling. Some of them have challenges. Some of them are frustrated right now. And a whole bunch of them are building really great businesses. It's very realistic. We're not painting, making you look through the world through a rose-colored glasses. It's very realistic. There are struggles. There are challenges. But it does work. That's what we help people see every day. That's why we've got hundreds of recent podcast episodes from real students, many of whom are telling us what their struggles are and what their challenges are. We work through it. There's creative ways forward. But number one, don't chase shiny objects. Don't bounce from opportunity to opportunity. You'll just spin your wheels, never getting traction. Recognize that the flaw is in you, not in the models that you're chasing. You're not committing to the process. You're not going through that period of intense focused effort that we talk about all the time. You've got to get through that period of intense focused effort. And then you can be one of the many students like you've heard on this show, one of the many students who have automated their business. They've got people in place running the different aspects of their business. We will not do that part for you. You have to be somebody who is prepared and positioned to manage that type of business, disciplined on the little details That's what's required to run any business effectively. So we don't have a done for you, which we'll talk later on on this list. But stop chasing shiny objects. That's the first one. Shiny objects, no, (laughs) don't be distracted. Focus in, commit to the process. If you have to say, okay, for the next 90 days, I'm not working on anything else business-wise. It's just this. Now, where would I advise you to start? Amazon replans. Doesn't matter where you live in the world. Having seen all the different business models, that's the one we're most excited about most consistently around here for 99% of our new students. Amazon replans, the proven Amazon course. But you may find other ideas that you can lock in on. There's lots of good ideas out there in the world, but just don't drift around. Okay, that's the first one. Number two, thinking that you have to be fully informed and knowledgeable on your business before you jump in and start doing it. Now, on some business models, that's certainly true. But on the business models that we teach around here, it's not true. Actually, it's toxic to think that you have to study for weeks or months before you start taking action. No, that's getting stuck in -in just-in-case mode, just-in-case learning. You've heard us talk about this before. What's the difference between just-in-case learning and just-in-time learning? Well, with just-in-case learning, which is what we're all used to if we went through the public education system and then went to college, They filled our heads with all kinds of stuff that we might need someday. We're going to teach you this today just in case you ever find yourself in need of dissecting an isosceles triangle, right? So let's learn this today just in case. Now, there's tremendous value in traditional education to the degree that it helps us love learning. It helps us see the world. Math, for example, you got to be competent with math and basic math. It's a must. You can't be competent in anything in life without understanding some basics in math. The world works on math and logic and reason, rationality, and learning how to think. Those are important things. But if you're going to fill your head with a bunch of facts and data that you could easily Google later, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. 
and especially in e-commerce, don't set out to take the whole proven Amazon course, for example. It's the equivalent of walking into a library and, you know, let's say it's a biology library with thousands of books and you walk in and say, I need to learn biology. How long will it take me to learn biology? <laughs> How many lifetimes do you have? There's, there's tens of thousands of books on the subject and they'll, they're always making new interesting discoveries and technology allows us to see deeper into different parts of biology. There's always new things. It's always changing. There always be, will be more to learn. So you don't say, how long will it take me to learn biology? That's almost a silly question. But how long would it take me to become to decide that I want to be a student of biology? Oh, a couple seconds. I want to start studying biology. Okay, let's get started. Hey, sorry for the short interruption, but you're going to love what I have to share with you. Let's talk about seller board. As an Amazon seller, do you know your numbers? Are you tracking your profit and loss by ASIN? cost of goods sold. How accurate are your numbers? Sellerboard helps you get extremely accurate. Starting at just $15 per month, you can know when to buy products, when not to buy products, which ones are profitable, which ones aren't. You can really start to dial in your Amazon business. Get over to silentgym.com numbers and check out the latest fantastic sponsor to this program. So many Amazon sellers in our community are using it. I'm thrilled that they've become a sponsor of this program. Thanks, Sellerboard. Go check out their offer, silentgym.com slash numbers. So you don't say, how long will it take me to learn biology? That's almost a silly question. But how long would it take me to become to decide that I want to be a student of biology? Oh, a couple seconds. I want to start studying biology. Okay, let's get started. That's how long it takes you to become an Amazon seller. Take those first initial steps. You'll never know all there is to know. I've been doing this 20 years and there's more that I haven't learned yet than what I have learned. But I've also sold millions of dollars of products along the way because I'm applying what I do know. Just in time learning. I learn what I need as I need it and I apply it. At any given time, there's 50 things I could do to improve my business. I could spend a day just cleaning up a certain segment of my business. Spend a day tracking down some new relationships or sources or hiring somebody. There's always things you can learn, always ways to improve, but you will never know it all. So stop thinking in terms of just-in-case education. You need to think in terms of just-in-time. I will learn what I need as I need it. We will step you through the baby steps. You'll be earning as you learn. You'll be putting money in the bank as you learn. Very inexpensive to get started. You've heard us talk about this over and over around here. For under $100 for everything that you're going to need, you'll be up and running and you can list things for sale on Amazon and be making good inventory decisions and seeing sales happen on Amazon. If you got more money than that, great. You can ramp up a little faster, but you're still going to go through the same baby steps that we teach to everybody. We don't have a solution where you hand us tens of thousands of dollars and we do all that part for you. We just don't because it doesn't work out. That's the done-for-you stuff I was talking about earlier, and I'll talk about more later in this series. It just doesn't work. You've got to build inside of you the determination to go through the steps, to learn the process, and then you can begin automating, systemizing, and scaling later. So don't get stuck in just-in-case learning mode. Learn to think just in time. That's the next mistake I see a lot of people make is they get stuck in learning mode and they're learning all this stuff just in case they need it someday and they never go anywhere. All right, next, let's hit this one. 
you test too big, you jump in, you buy it off more than you can chew. This is especially true for Amazon sellers, e-commerce. We've seen so much of this, and this does tie in with the the next item on my list. I'll kind of talk about both of them at the same time. This is number three and four together here. Buying more than a few units or trying to jump into private label is your first e-commerce selling adventure on Amazon. Huge mistakes. 95% of the time, it does not work out. This has been a challenge in this industry for e-commerce sellers for probably, what, about 10 years now? We've had a decade now where some companies, which I won't name, went out and got tens of millions of dollars of funding, huge celebrity endorsements, and started pushing the concept that launching a business on Amazon means launching a new brand. It means launching a new product. It means owning a owning a whole new industry, a piece of an industry that you don't understand. As a new e-commerce seller, you just don't. There are so many things that can go wrong. There's such a huge learning curve there. Now, we have some extremely exciting private label success stories in our community, some of the most exciting ones you'll ever hear. I'm talking like top five grocery items on Amazon type of private label success stories. People from our community do it. But we do not ever, out of a sense of responsibility to our students, we do not ever encourage new sellers to go down that path. There's simply way too many things that can get in the way. We've been saying that for for 10 years now. We've never been one to push that as the route for new sellers. Well, I've seen many of the colleagues we have in this industry come out with courses that cost three to twenty or thirty thousand dollars in some cases, helping people launch private label brands. And there are just enough success stories to keep the momentum going. But my estimation is it's about a five percent success rate at best among people paying a whole bunch of money to learn a very hard lesson over the course of about nine months to a year. It's brutal. So often it's a bloodbath. And still to this day, several times per week, we have people jump into our Facebook group and say, "Uh, hey, I heard you guys know what you're talking about on Amazon. I was in another group and got kind of frustrated. So I'm here now. Here's my situation. I've got a garage full of products that based on some keyword research, they encouraged me to buy. And I was using this software tool that cost me hundreds of dollars a month after going through a course that cost me thousands of dollars. Hey, somebody help me. I've got way too much inventory now. I need help moving that inventory. It's a sad, tragic story, time after time after time after time. We've heard it literally hundreds, if not thousands of times at this point. We've heard stories like that. So we don't teach it. Don't buy too much inventory at the start of your journey. Don't get into private label at the start of your journey. These are two of the huge pitfalls that we see over and over and over. And you will fall into them if you go to YouTube and say, I want to learn to sell on Amazon. Your odds of falling into one of these pitfalls is very, very high because that's what everyone's talking about, because that's where you can sell courses that cost thousands of dollars and take people through a nine-month process. They're not going to realize for months the mistake they've made. And at that point, it's too late for them to get a refund on the course. So we're seeing a lot of those guys crash, burn, fade away, fizzle out. And that's the reason we've never gone down that road. And it's very simple for us to avoid this because we've always had the mindset around here that we only teach things that are consistently working for our students. If it's not consistently working, we don't teach it. We've, we get the proof first. Thus, the concept proven Amazon course. We teach the stuff that's proven to work. And if you're not ready for what we're teaching you, we're not going to teach it to you. So what else do I mean by buying more than a few units to test? Well, that's the heart of the system that we teach our students. Replens. The replens model that we teach is based on 
identifying underserved listings on Amazon where you can squeeze in there next to the other sellers and sell a few units per month. And you can identify a whole bunch of them fairly rapidly once you understand the system. So you're not buying 100 units or 50 or even 20 or even 10 units of anything. You're buying two or three. You're testing it out really small. So your mistakes are really, really small, but you're discovering great replans, great ASINs consistently enough that sometimes you do go out and then you ramp up and you buy 10 or 20 or 30 at a time, but you never start there. You start very small. You test very small. The mistakes that you can make are testing too big, jumping in too deep, or going after private label opportunities too soon in your career. All right, next, importing. Anytime anybody who's new to selling online uses the word importing, I throw up a red flag. Stop. (laughs) Stop throwing good money after bad. You're chasing your tail. Yes, there's a 5% chance it'll work out. Yes, you can hear of other people who imported and had success, but it's very slim margins. You'll also hear tons of horror stories of people. Uh, We had someone post in our Facebook group just a couple days ago, and they said they bought a bunch of Nike shoes from Alibaba, and they're concerned that they're knockoff (laughs) fakes. (laughs) Yeah, and they were. And yeah, there's nothing you can do with those. Your money's gone. Your inventory's worthless. It's illegal for you to do anything except burn that inventory. People make those mistakes all the time. Don't import until you're experienced, until you've been around a while. You've been doing this for an extended period of time. You can grow into that. Don't start there. This is a pitfall. Again, these are pitfalls that new sellers tend to fall into. And even experienced sellers, if you don't know what you're doing, there's traps in all of these. But don't import. Next, drop shipping. We've done entire episodes on this in the past, but it's kind of picking up steam again in the industry. I'm hearing more people talk about drop shipping. And yeah, I paid this company and I just drop ship from their inventory and they they send it straight into Amazon for me. And I don't have to do anything. They even do the listings. It's it's kind of a combination of done for you plus drop shipping. Those end in disaster every single time. The challenge with dropshipping, for the hundredth time that I've mentioned it on this podcast over the past few years, the challenge is you're not in control of the inventory levels, meaning you could have a customer place an order for 10 units of something you're selling and you go to your dropshipper and say, hey, I just had a customer. They just ordered 10. Time to ship that to the customer. And the dropshipper who had inventory a few hours ago is now sold out. So you have to go back to your Amazon buying customer and say, oh, sorry, bad news. I actually don't have that product anymore. And while your customer may or may not be okay with that scenario, Amazon is never okay with that scenario. They give you like one or two strikes and you're out. They will body slam you for that. You cannot run out of inventory because Amazon wants to make sure that when customers place an order, they're buying products that exist. Dropshipping for that reason and for many, many, many other reasons, should never be happening on Amazon. And even on eBay, be very, very, very cautious. eBay doesn't like it either. I am doing a tiny bit of dropshipping right now. We have a beautiful, beautiful arrangement we've set up with someone who has local inventory. They buy pristine, as good as new, liquidated inventory. Big stuff big items, think big appliances for kitchen and bath, you know, big things. And they put them on custom crates and they wrap them and they've put all the money in. They 
prep them for shipping, they store them, but they don't have an experienced eBay selling account. They're fairly new to eBay. So they asked us, hey, could we use your eBay account and list a few of these items? And I told them, oh, it's very important that you actually have the item on hand. Don't If, if it ends up selling, you've got to let me know immediately because I got to pull it off of eBay, right? So I went through the whole process and we've had like just yesterday, let's see, it would be, it would be two days ago, we made a sale for about $5,700. $5, I posted about it in the Facebook group. And we get 10% of that sale just for offering the service of our eBay account. That's a dropship arrangement. I'm selling products that I don't have in my possession, but it's a guy in my hometown who has large items. He does all the shipping. He handles all of it, right? So in that limited situation, yeah, I'm a fan of dropshipping. There's a relationship there. I know the person. I can text them. I know the inventory levels. They're handling all the hard parts of it. It's a very high profit margin for us to do this arrangement. I'm not making two or $3 selling a hundred different dropship items. That's, that's not the way to go. That's not scalable. Don't go into dropshipping. If you're new, especially, please. So that takes us through a good first half of our list, believe it or not. We've covered a good number of the stuff that I wanted to cover today. Let's see, do I want to hit one more? Yeah, I think I can hit one more and then uh, we'll save the rest for part two. So let's hit the the done for you model. I've already mentioned it. And so we'll wrap up the episode with that. But building a business involves you being involved in e-commerce. After 20 years and having seen some really solid done for you concepts come and then just all of them burn out consistently. I just haven't seen that operation sustain and last that says, hey, we'll do it all for you. You don't have to do anything. Just send us a check. Man, it's just, you want to keep control of your inventory. If there's inventory involved, keep control of it. That's the same thought process with drop shipping. If, if you're buying inventory, get your inventory and then you sell it. Keep it clean. Because if someone's saying they're going to do everything for you, I've seen the company, yeah, we'll set up your account for you. We'll do all the paperwork for you. We'll find your inventory. We'll stick it in the account for you. We'll do all, every piece of the process entirely for you. Just haven't seen it work long-term yet. Now it's an easy thing to sell. And that is where I think it keeps coming back over and over and over again is it's such an easy concept to sell. Yeah, we'll just do it all for you. Just write a check. Yeah, we understand e-commerce. Yeah, we'll just do it all for you. Run. <laughs> don't do that. Build your own business. Go through the steps yourself. Get into a community of other people who are doing it. Go through the painful process. Do the parts that you don't really feel like doing and build a beautiful e-commerce business. Okay, so uh, in part two, we're going to talk about liquidations and closeouts on Amazon. We're going to talk about using your instincts to guide your business, why that can be a huge pitfall relying on how you feel about things and your instincts, especially when selecting inventory, huge mistake, unnecessary. We're going to talk about using credit, spending, uh, putting too much of your business onto credit, loans, that sort of thing is a huge mistake I see folks making. Then we'll talk about some of the mindset things that I talked about already uh, as well. Instinct is one of them using your instincts, uh, pursuing your passions and, and going into isolation mode. We'll talk about that in part two. Okay. So thanks for hanging out with me, Business Building Warrior. I'm going to wrap this episode up so it doesn't get too long. And hopefully you learned something good today that'll challenge you or at least think through. And if you disagree with me on any of these, hey, that's cool. 
This is just 20 years of me making observations. Am I saying I'm always right on all of these? Absolutely not. I think I put some pretty good caveats in there. Hey, there's exceptions to these rules. There's people who tend to, you know, skirt disaster and avoid the tragic stories that we hear so often around here. And that's great. We've had people in our community that raised money from family and friends and went all in and put everything they had and mortgaged their house on one little widget, hoping that it would work. And it worked out. (laughs) It's a great story. But do we encourage and advise that? Absolutely not. It's just not necessary. We don't want you taking those big risks. So we'll cover the rest of my list in part two. Hopefully you've enjoyed this. Please share it with a friend. If you did, jump over to silentgym.com to hear all of our episodes. That's the only link you need to share if you want to share our show with some others. And we'd love to have you help us spread the word because we've got a $0 marketing budget around here for all of our courses or product or podcasts. We don't do paid ads. We just don't. We've talked about it. We've come close to it. We just don't. We love organic word of mouth marketing. That's how we've grown over the past 20 years. And we continue to do so because you continue to spread the word about what's working. So we appreciate that very much. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. Hey, thanks for hanging out today. Before I let you go, one short reminder. We are so grateful to our new sponsor to this program, Seller Board. If you haven't checked them out yet, get over to silentgym.com slash numbers. This is the software that tells you if you're profitable or not. It helps you track all of your expenses, your KPIs, sales, refunds, advertising costs, all of it, profit, loss. This is tremendous software that fills a gap in the marketplace. Many successful sellers in our community are using this tool to help them know which of their products are profitable and which ones aren't. You'll love Sellerboard for just $15 a month starting. You can really dial in and know how your business is doing. Silentgym.com slash numbers. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.